The Apartment Rebellion will not be televised. Resident experience will be more than a buzzword. Staff experience will finally matter. It's happening right now. It's in the hands of the doers, the innovators, the boundary pushers, who are moving the industry forward, just like the people on this show. This is the Apartment Rebels podcast, hosted by Flamingo CEO Jude Chi. Welcome, friends of the rebellion, and may the force be with you. I am super, super excited uh, to have Weiss on our latest uh, Flamingo Apartmentalized Thought Leadership uh, Series. Um, so Weiss is the Corporate Director of Resident Services at Buzido. You've been with Buzido for quite a few years. Prior to that, you were in the hotel industry with Ritz Carlton. So we've spoken a little bit about a few of these topics that we're going to talk about, from brand standardization to resident experience versus like employee experience and then to really how to build a brand. So we're really excited to have you on because I think Thanks. you have a lot of industry knowledge and then you have something that I really admire, which is you have in, uh, experience from other industries that is very relevant to the real estate industry. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, dude. It's, yeah. it's nice to be with you and it's uh, nice to see you doing well and <laughs> nice to see you have your, you know, your own uh, booth at a little bit of studio. Yeah, a little bit of a studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so great. How you know, did you yeah. get into the real estate industry? Uh, so you know, I think we all sort of come from different um, areas and kind of merges into multifamily at some point. Uh, as you mentioned, I worked at uh, Ritz Carlton for many years, uh, actually 12 years, and I worked in all aspects of operations yeah. from food and beverage to accounting to rooms division. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then um, a friend of mine was actually working for Archstone yeah. um, at the time. Uh, what and is Archstone? Archstone was a, a REIT. Okay. And they also um, had the properties that they managed mm-hmm. or they owned. And so uh, it was a property management company. Yeah. And so she was working there and we were colleagues at the Ritz and she mm-hmm. said, you ought to really give this industry a try. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I'm Mr. Ritz. I'm never going to leave the Ritz, yeah. you know? So, but anyway, I came to my senses and eventually I did uh, pursue a career with Archstone. That was, mm-hmm. it was the right time, right, right place kind yeah. of thing. And then... Um, Archstone was sold, mm-hmm. and then I had an opportunity to look for other positions, yeah. and then I, someone called, uh, a recruiter called mm-hmm. from Pizzuto, and uh, they said that they were interested in sort of cultivating a position like this mm-hmm. at Pizzuto, and if I'd be interested in pursuing it, I yeah. said, of course. And that was eight years ago, so mm-hmm. I just celebrated my eighth year, so oh, wow. this year will be nine years, actually, nine years, actually. Wow, uh, yeah. congrats. I must have um, gone by quickly. And it's a, it's a yeah. really a phenomenal company. Yeah. Uh, it um, we have uh, our uh, we have a very set, great sense of uh, who we are, and it's governed by our core values of concern, creativity, passion, and perfection. Um, really, our mission is that we create sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So, really, th- everything that we do, every service that we provide, mm-hmm. emanates from that, and it really makes our jobs really, really easy because if you are really executing to those mm-hmm. um, to those attributes. Yeah. Uh, then you're making the right decision. 
on behalf of the company, the associates, and ultimately the clients or the owners. You know? yeah. So, um, but yeah, and I've been here for eight years, and I really, um, I'm really fortunate because I get to kind of uh, raise my hand and participate in a lot of different things that we yeah. do as a company. So I work on our uh, partnerships, some of our global partnerships, really anything that touches the the residents or the customers. So that's how you and I connect. Yeah. Uh, I um, take part in some of the trainings. Yeah. Um, I uh, from the concierge all the way down mm -hmm. up to the executive level, some of the executive level trainings. Yeah. Uh, I even get to work on some of our compliance mm -hmm. and quality control and things like that. And actually, we designed a program that uh, that kind of just walks through that um, mm -hmm. for our site teams. You know? So yeah. So, so uh, looking at this role, it's very unique. I don't think I've come across anything in yeah. any at any other companies. So was it something that was new when you came to Buzido, or did they already have something like this in place? It was new. Uh, the role was just created uh, when I came to Buzido. So I think that's why we were able to. So there was not a yeah. There was a there was guidance for it. And there was a direction for it. But we filled in a lot of the bullets, if you will. Um, so you know. So in that sense, yeah. I think um, in a lot of ways we really crafted it in a way that it would meet the business needs and the business yeah. requirements and the resident requirements. And we added things, and then we maybe I don't think we ever subtracted things. But yeah. you know, there's some things that for one reason or another maybe it was uh, you know, some things are a bit dormant than others but we're always being you know innovation is one of the you know creativity is one of our yeah. core values so we're always innovating we're always um, also working across other divisions of the company and uh, trying to find out how we could install those services yeah. those attributes into what we do uh, from on the resident services side of it. so then at the end of the day what always I gravitates towards is what are like the metrics so when you think about like your role what are the metrics that you are looking to impact um, the most important metric that we obviously look at um, you know levels mm -hmm. is our customer satisfaction mm -hmm. and on what we call our online reputation. Yeah. And um, you know and you guys have been at the top. Uh, yeah. So it's worth it. Yeah. And it uh, really um, a testament to our residents yeah. because they're the ones their voice mm -hmm. and also a testament to our site teams. Yeah. Because they're delivering the service. Yeah. So we are, you know, I am grateful to them obviously. Yeah. You know, yeah. And so you know so that's you know that's been you know several seven years in a row we've been mm -hmm. top property management yeah, company that's to you so obviously thank you I don't think I had much uh, <laughs> much uh, you know hopefully we provided a little bit of uh, yeah. training a little bit of guidance and yeah. you know uh, and uh, you know I like to, I like to joke around I say I nag <laughs> so maybe that was it was an element of that yeah. as well you know, I mean clearly it. it's working so what was what initiated creating a role like this to begin with you know I don't know um, we have a lot of senior leaders or mm -hmm. our senior leaders I would say are very innovative and forward thinking yeah. uh, and I would uh, in this case give uh, a lot of credit to Julie Smith who's mm -hmm. our chief administrative officer yeah. and now um, the role was her idea uh, so uh, you know um, so I 
think that that was, you yeah. know, if it were to cite a specific person, I think it was Julie and then yeah. her team. And then to go back to our uh, reputation and mm-hmm. the, it takes a whole team. It takes yeah. a whole team of people to to uh, to work on that whole yeah. process because it's not a one and done kind of thing, yeah. you know. It's, like, it's not like studying for a test, yeah. you know. Um, it's a, it's a, it takes discipline, it's continual, and it has to happen across all levels of the property, yeah. whether, that is, whether that is through the concierge level or the maintenance or the, on the maintenance stage yeah. or when folks are moving in yeah. at the moving stage, you know, all of those things. So all those things are very, very yeah. important. And that's why property management is so challenging because there are so many aspects to the resident journey yeah. from even before the move-in right. to move-in to everything that happens in between. There are so many different touch points and it's really, really simple for something to go negatively that completely sours uh, someone for the whole yeah. property. So it really is a testament to how you all as a, as a team are able to really create a resident journey that, like you said, seven years in a row has yeah. like super high RAs for us. Right. So, and I know part of how you guys have done it is through like a quality assurance program. So can you just kind of speak on that? Like what is it? How was it implemented? And then how yeah. were your experiences from the Ritz Carlton impacted how you run a program like that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, um, going to go back to, you know, so I'll address your uh, the question you had about uh, quality assurance. Um, for us, uh, and so let me back up just a little bit and mm-hmm. talk to you a little bit about the resident journey. Yeah. Uh, we have um, a lot of very uh, capable and smart people mm-hmm. that have really poured over the data on the resident journey yeah. in terms of what um, appeals to a prospect, which mm-hmm. is a prospective resident, right, yeah. before they become a resident. So what, what a prospect looks for, what are some of the engagers, and then conversely, what are some of the disengagers, mm-hmm. that that carries through their whole journey yeah. uh, while they're living with us, you know. So we have uh, defined milestones through that whole, throughout that whole journey, mm-hmm. and then created engagement moments. And I'm sure there's, yeah. you know, uh, there are other ways, or better ways to say it, but mm-hmm. that's kind of how I understand it, and I think that's how we've been able to impact that yeah. whole customer journey, if you will. Yeah. And there are teams of people that have been involved in crafting that yeah. operational teams, uh, marketing teams, you know, maintenance teams. There have been a, a group of people that have yeah. uh, given their voice and input to make sure that it's something that's also realistic. Mm-hmm. And then now the the second part of your question about uh, quality control. So all these things are great, uh, but you have to have you have to be able to do it consistently to yeah. get the results that you want, yeah. and then to also be able to measure those results. You know? So uh, one thing that I can talk about operationally is that we instituted what we call um, our standards. So we take the word standard and actually create an acronym around it. Mm -hmm. And it speaks to different different attributes that we'd like, or different behaviors we'd like the associates yeah. to 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 display. You know? So, um, and on top of that, we created what we call our five-star walks. Yeah. And those are really brand standard walks, and those are really um, a product reviewed through the eyes of the customer. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you're a Bizzuto uh, associate, mm-hmm. or a guest, or a vendor, or a prospect, yeah. or a resident, you know, there are certain brand markers that should be in place yeah. From each property to the next property to the next yeah. property, as our associates or our customers are traversing through that through the different property lines, yeah. and um, 
So for that, you know, um, it includes signage, it includes mm -hmm. greeting, it includes even the minute things like yeah. the scent, you know, yeah. how that... Which is one of the things I found, like, the coolest thing. Yeah. So, ironically, one, our office is close to one Brazil property. Yeah. So every time I pass by, I can, like, smell the wap. And yeah. it is, the first few times you don't realize it, then more and more you start, like, anticipating that, like, oh, wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And, and we get that a lot, actually. A lot of folks yeah. comment on, you know, you buildings always smell the same. And yeah. that's certainly been done by design, you know. So from a quality control standpoint, yeah. those are some of the things that, you know, that what we look at. And then everybody property gets, um, there's a, and I'm not going to bore you with the details, but it, there's a whole process how those scores are tabulated. Yeah. They're ultimately also then, um, there are five or six properties that get rewarded for that. Yeah. Uh, in our uh, yearly recognition program, which mm. we call our PMAs, so the Bazuda yeah. Management Awards, you know. And really the, the, the reason for that is that not only do we want to recognize mm -hmm. the, the fact that this is happening, but we also want to recognize our top performers, and that inevitably creates a little bit of a competition, competition and everybody fun. wants yeah. to do well, and everybody wants to be on stage, and ultimately yeah. that, you know, the brand benefits and yeah. our residents benefit, and then it's a beautiful and consistent experience, yeah. you know? yeah. yeah. So to kind of take a little bit of a step back, like, how did you all go about creating those standards? Were you guys looking externally to see how other industries do it, whether it's like the hotel industry, like Ritz Carlton, the airlines, or how do you all create those like brand standards? We are lucky at Mizuno to have a very um, varied and diverse group of people that we work with. So all of us come with different backgrounds. We have uh, many people that are from mm -hmm. hospitality. We have people that are from other uh, property management companies. We have people that are from other industries, uh, accounting even, yeah. so that, that are involved in operation, marketing, things like that. So it was a collaboration, um, you know, so uh, one thing that I can show you, for example, yeah. is what we did to kind of keep our standards alive and yeah. make it uh, part of the, uh, part of your daily experience yeah. for our associates and also for all of us. So we I created these, that. yeah, we created these, like, yeah. these standard cards, you know, which I actually talks that. about, you know, yeah, I actually, so the S is yeah. for stand, smile, and offer a salutation, yeah. and then T is for table of looking, no, tailored it, I love experiences, it makes yeah. it really simple for yeah, so an associate it to like, and it makes it yeah. live, and it makes it something, uh, you know, that uh, people can identify with. Wow, it's almost like a little bit of a passport. Yeah. So is this something you guys hand out during, like, orientation for new employees? It's, yes, it's part of our onboarding, yeah, no, so it's part of the onboarding. Boarding package, yeah. you know, they all the associates get the standard card as yeah. well. And and these are some of the behaviors that we look for in our associates. You know? And you asked about consistency when we are, you know, at um, properties actually yeah. sometimes we spot check yeah you know? so yeah like, it's kind of fun a, I love you know, they yeah. carry it around yeah that's yeah. awesome yeah. 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 yeah so I have one in every jacket actually oh really nice <laughs> <laughs> just well, in case I forget yeah you know? yeah no I think that just makes so much sense we have to make it like action by remind people yeah. like, constantly and I love how simple it is because I think uh, if someone listening to this wants to implement something like this they might think hey we need to go implement like a thousand things on the checklist which becomes really difficult for someone to actually do or remember. Yeah. So I like how simple you guys have made yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, so from a customer's uh, facing product uh, behavioral things, mm -hmm. that's the standard. And then that, that's the standard part. Mm -hmm. you know, that kind of gives you a glimpse of our philosophy yeah. our, and our, our, our service delivery culture and all yeah. of those things. But we do have lots of checklists 
yeah. you know, we have, uh, we leverage our technology platforms, mm -hmm. different technology platforms, Leonardo 24-7 being one yeah. of them, and there's lots of checklists that are built to that. There are BI reports that are associated mm -hmm. with this, so it lets the properties know how they're performing against yeah. those checklists and how, you know, and again, that is to drive consistency and also mm -hmm. transparency across. Yeah. Uh, so that, you know, so that the experience with the customer ultimately yeah. is a very seamless and, um, you know, we don't want to be template. We are never mm -hmm. going to be a company that is operated by a template. In other words, that everything looks the same. Mm -hmm. We we cherish and value the fact that our property is so different. They have yeah. a different feel. In fact, our websites are, for each property, is a different mm -hmm. looking website. Uh, but nevertheless, there are some things that kind of happen back of the house. Yeah. Um, that, you know, behind the curtain, if you will, that really is the magic. Yeah. Is, is the magic or the, or the key, the, you know, the, uh, the key, key ingredients. Yeah. You know, that. I like nerd out on this because in my previous life, uh, my role was brand assurance manager for the cancer treatment centers of America. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. how we created our standards was we looked across different industries. Yeah. An example is the Ritz-Carlton. And from there, the organization created a bunch of different standards for how the hospitals operate, how, what staff do, what's there. And one way to then maintain and ensure that the standards work was we would do checks. So we do site visits to talk with uh, the leadership at each of the hospitals to see how they were operating and then kind of go through yeah. were things being done according to the brand and then also utilize those opportunities to see if there were new things that they were doing that the other hospitals would benefit from. So for you all, how do you ensure the brand standards are being met and then how do you drive innovation to change if something isn't working? Yeah. Um, so a couple ways, you know, uh, the the uh, aforementioned five-star walks is one way that we ensure that our standards... And what is the five-star walk? Um, so the five-star walk is a, a multi-faceted uh, property mm -hmm. um, brand facing mm -hmm. uh, review or yeah. inspection, if you will, where it, ha it has multiple questions that um, the property is um, is asked mm -hmm. to, you know, whether that whether they have the, the right signage, whether the, you know, the, the planters are mm -hmm. the way that they should, according to the brand standards, whether the, uh, you know, the hospitality set up the, the, yeah. according to the brand standards, whether the, uh, the, what we call the wild fridges, you know, mm -hmm. the, you know, those are set up the, according to our standards. Yeah. You know, so there's so there's a way to check against that. We also have multiple checklists and workflows that are built on our electronic platforms or mm -hmm. sort of our third-party managed uh, yeah. inspections programs and things like that. So and you know so that also generate reports mm -hmm. and and uh, you know there's a lot of data that comes in after that. And yeah. We're able to action based on that. Uh, we have a very uh, robust research department mm -hmm. that also provided provides a lot of data. And um, I think one thing that we do well at Bazudo mm -hmm. is that uh, not only do we look at the data, and I'm not a data scientist yeah. or, or, or anything like that by any measure, but um, I've learned over the years what to look for mm -hmm. and kind of you know where we need to pivot. And, and one of the benefits of working with Bazudo is that we are we are able to like, shift resources where, where we need to. Yeah. Um, so um, so you know so that, that those are just some of the ways that I think yeah. we can get. Yeah. And yeah. then you mentioned something very interesting which is that even though you have uh, the brand the checklist and the standards you guys still work to allow you don't want to be templated so you still allow room for 
properties to kind of do uh, things that make sense for them. So how do you ensure that what is happening on site doesn't really just go against the brand? Like you have a cowboy out there or a rebel out there just doing things like completely different. Yeah, I mean, you know, to be transparent, transparent, I'm sure that probably has happened somewhere, yeah. you know, uh, at some time, at some point, um, in you know, without getting, uh, giving, boring you, uh, uh, we every property has a um, is assigned a marketing coordinator, mm-hmm. a marketing manager, and then yeah. rolls up to a marketing director, and then that rolls up to uh, a senior vice president of, yeah. uh, of marketing and consumer marketing, name banking. So, uh, yes. There's a lot of uh, freedom, but it's freedom mm-hmm. within a framework. So, yeah. You know, so um, you know, a lot of the initiatives kind of get vetted mm-hmm. as they go through that. Obviously, teams are very involved in, in the creation of the work that impacts their, you know, their their work life. Yeah. But uh, there's always that sort of that uh, extra set of eyes yeah. that you know we call it bazudo eyes. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, to kind of look at it through to make nice. sure that it's on that's on brand. Yeah. And, you know, how often have we seen those those flyers that you kind of you know. Any kind of oh, questions sometimes, you know. Yeah. yeah, so we want to avoid that as much yeah. as possible. So there's, wow. you know, so there's, you know, uh, our our site teams are. I mean, I, you know, so I would refer to. Instagram pages or mm-hmm. Facebook feeds and things like that. Yeah. They're very innovative. Yeah. Know, but uh, but at the same time, there's... So you know, like within that framework. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's freedom within the framework. Kind of thing, oh. you know? yeah. So then one thing that I know um, a huge chunk of your role is on the... Like all of this talks on the resident experience. So when you think about resident experience, like what's the philosophy at Pazuto? My personal philosophy, and I'm lucky enough to to work for Bazudo, and I think that Bazudo would support me in this, is that we will do, uh, we will move heaven on earth to uh, provide whatever service it yeah. is for our residents. Uh, of course, within reason. Mm-hmm. And, and as my old bosses and friends used to say, you know, uh, if it's ethical, moral, and legal, yeah. you know, as long <laughs> as it's ethical, legal, and moral. Yeah. You know, so. so, so that's kind of our philosophy. Um, I think. As an industry, we have to be able to be a little bit flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our residents' needs are going to change yeah. uh, or changing. Uh, we've learned that through the past couple of years with the pandemic, as a lot of people, a lot of our residents have been home, mm-hmm. working from home. Uh, so the services they consume, what they need uh, when they're working from home. And I know one of the things that some of our properties have done is they've had a vacant units that have turned those into offices, uh, you know, that residents oh, wow. can either uh, rent or could just use uh, oh, wow. so that way they're working yeah so that way they're working still working in their park or in the building but mm-hmm. they're away from maybe their pets and their kids and yeah. their spouses because not everybody's working from home you know um, so so I think you know kind of uh, thinking about that you know what that looks like in the future the whole future of working from home kind of mm-hmm. uh, kind of concepts the other I think that is very close to me to my heart uh, is the 
packages. Yeah. In the delivery of those packages. Yeah. Um, you know, we are receiving like an inordinate that, yeah. amount of packages yeah. uh, on a daily basis. Uh, so much so that it really takes, um, you know, it's an element, an important element of customer service, mm -hmm. but it becomes the only element of our customer service. Yeah. Uh, so it takes away our concierges from their, you know, from mm -hmm. some some of the other duties. You know, so kind of trying, we're trying to kind of figure out where that sweet spot might be. Yeah. Whether that is a technology solution, yeah. whether that is, you know, um, you know, a human solution, yeah. additional, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so I think that would be something that, you know, um, that we're looking into and yeah. sort of trying to solve for. Um, and that's and a challenge because it, everything is like always changing. Yeah, so absolutely. you always have to constantly yeah. reevaluate. And, you know, and we are lucky that we are in a space where we have, you know, there's a lot of the customer relationship management tools in place, mm -hmm. the CRMs in place, and that is really, that will allow us, if not already, has allowed us to really learn mm -hmm. about the individual needs of a particular of a, of a resident yeah. one, and then address that need. Mm -hmm. uh, so that way it's not a templatized approach. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, so I think we're going to be working on all of those, on all of those fronts to, yeah. to create that exceptional resident experience for our yeah. residents. Yeah. Yeah. So one on top of resident events, on top of everything else yeah. obviously, that we do. Which makes so, sense. Yeah. And then one thing that has always really stood out to me from Bozido is how excited the um, employees are about working for Bozido. It feels like you guys have created a really strong employee brand and people that really want to be there. So kind of looking at through the lens of resident experience and employee experience, how do you all balance the two? And then how have you been able to really cultivate such a strong Saying thank, thank you for saying that. Um, you know, it, it ultimately starts with there's you know layers and layers of folks that get credit for this, mm -hmm. um, and it starts with recruiting. You know, it starts with really we have a very um, you know a robust and a uh, a very um, comprehensive I will say mm -hmm. a recruiting process. Uh, not only that, it's also the the pools within which we recruit from. So yeah. we are very much for our obviously for uh, customer facing um, positions, mm -hmm. i.e. concierge, leasing, property managers. Yeah. Uh, we heavily recruit from the hospitality industry, mm -hmm. and I left maintenance out because that's such a specialized position. Yeah. So obviously there are other uh, channels for recruiting for them as well. But yeah. in, in the case of the other positions, there are also other channels. But we are very mm -hmm. hospitality focused, and uh, I'm not sure what the statistics might be in terms of how many people, you know, um, are selected from any given interview um, uh, process, but. So that's one, and then once they get recruited, there's a uh, a pretty lengthy interview process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a digital interview. There's an in-person interview. There's mm -hmm. a property level interview, and wow. you know, so before our final selection is made, uh, and we we do that just one we want to make sure that uh, they are fit for us as much as we are fit yeah. for them. You know, so maybe that is speaking to some of the some of the you know um, the, the, some of the things that you talked about. Yeah, um, and then. Uh, the next step, the next step after that is the onboarding process. Mm -hmm. We have um, really a great onboarding process. There is a, um, a team of very capable folks that work on that. Um, obviously, we've had to provide a lot of the onboarding process virtually now for yeah. the last 
in a few years, but it still is over multiple days mm -hmm. and addresses different needs at each stage yeah. uh, for the new associate. And then we have other trainings on top of that. So, you know, physician-specific trainings that are provided, um, you know, at different uh, intervals throughout yeah. their career. You know? And then there's continuous learning on top of that. Yeah. You know? so, so hopefully that is something that has really tied us with our associates and that's why they feel the way that they feel about their properties. And then um, really from being on site, as often as I am, our properties have such a unique culture. Certainly the above, you know, the, the governing culture is the Vizuro culture yeah. of, of our uh, core values of concern, creativity, yeah. passion, and perfection, and our uh, mission of creating sanctuary. But on top of that, their properties have their own uh, very uh, sort of cohesive culture, which, which contributes to that. They are not, you know, there's not a lot of layers. Yeah. So the property manager, the general manager, and then the, maybe the ops team. So they all, there's usually uh, lots of friendships mm -hmm. and lots of, you know, partnerships there. Yeah, so um, so hopefully that's what you're seeing coming across in your experience yeah. uh, when you're going to our properties. And it's just been yeah. fascinating. I would be curious to know how some of that translates. You mentioned that you guys focus a lot on recruiting from, like, the hospitality industry. So how that really translates into retention and other things. Is that something you all have looked at? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the part of the question. Um, like how uh, your employee retention compares to like other companies, especially considering how you guys do things a little bit differently by focusing on a very specific channel for, for recruitment. Yeah. Like recruiting people from like the hospitality yeah. industry. I don't have the exact numbers on, on, on retention. Um, suffice it to say that, mm. uh, you know, some of our positions are more transient than others. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the concierge positions mm -hmm. uh, tend to be one of those. Uh, the part-time concierges tend to be a, more, a bit more transient. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, in some cases, the leasing positions also tend to be yeah. more transient. But in most cases, those folks are getting promoted to the next yeah. level. So that's why it's creating you know room for somebody else to come, to come yeah. behind them. You know? And in some cases, folks are moving on. They're doing mm -hmm. other things. Uh, you know, so that could be uh, that could have an impact on that as yeah. well. But, uh, yeah. And then yeah. I've also seen that um, you guys do a lot for employee engagement as a whole. Like yeah. I recently saw a post on LinkedIn. It sounds like I just you know <laughs> I follow him on Instagram. So I saw a recent post that just caught my eye. Uh, it was about like a wellness program for employees, which I haven't seen a lot of in the multifamily industry. So can you talk a little bit more about what employee the employee experience and engagement looks like at Pazuda. Absolutely. So, so we do have an employee survey mm -hmm. that goes out yearly, uh, if not sometimes more frequently, mm -hmm. that uh, gauges the sentiment of our, of our associates and how they feel about their mm -hmm. work environment and, and all the related questions. Mm -hmm. uh, but then we also have a whole um, discipline, mm -hmm. if you will, called Pazuda Perks. And it yeah. addresses a lot of different programs that you talk about mm -hmm. that. You know, yeah. uh, so the wellness perks. Yeah. Yeah. There's also employee purchase programs and things like that. And then we also have a lot of employee resource groups. Yeah. So those are, whether those are, um, you know, there's uh, um, a happy H-A-P-P-I, which is for, uh, you know, for a group of employees who are 
Asian, South Asian. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Lyft, L-I-F-T, yeah. which uh, is an employee research, research group for um, for uh, gay, lesbian, yeah. and uh, transgender uh, associates. And then we've got you know uh, multiple other ones as well. Mm -hmm. you know, we've got uh, the women in Pseudo and you know so, and that also allows us to um, not only collaborate with each other but also yeah. belong to these specific groups, and that in itself causes a lot of you know additional yeah. just kind of effort and getting to know other folks and kind of going beyond what you would do on a daily yeah. basis. You know? yeah. What I like about that is, uh, like, as uh, someone from the outside looking in, you can see that come across not only from the employees but just everywhere else. Like, yeah, I've, I've looked across at a lot of property management companies, and when you look at like diversity and inclusion, it's very different. I know the industry has a long ways to go, but from the Brazilian end, it looks like you guys have, have really, really invested in that, which yeah. is really great to see. Yeah. So you know, and we had actually. Uh, Stephanie Williams, who's our uh, president mm -hmm. of Zero Management Company, yeah. she uh, was on a panel uh, uh, for our at work in mm -hmm. diversity, in equity, in inclusion, yeah. and that's something that's very, very important to Bizzuto. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember when I first joined Bizzuto eight years ago, mm -hmm. um, I was asked to participate in a. In those days, it was called the Study Circle. Yeah, and it was it called? It was, called a, it was called the Study Circle. Study circle. So the name has now changed yeah. to you know to uh, the. Uh, um, equity and inclusion, but mm -hmm. uh, and diversity and inclusion. But in those days, um, really, it was a two and a half day um, event yeah. that you were surrounded with your colleagues, but from different disciplines within the company. So the Bazuto, there are four operating companies. So there was people from the yeah. uh, construction company, there was people from the homes company, and management company, and so on. And um, and we talked about um, these issues. Yeah. The issues of race and equality and equity and you know and all of those things and um, you know and it was it was it was fascinating and it was some of the conversations tend to be very personal yeah. uh, very raw at the end of that so those those days you walked away sometimes um, very vulnerable yeah. but with great friendships yeah. uh, great connections with other folks you know so and that has now evolved into this great work that we do now yeah. with uh, diversity and inclusion you know, so. So that was started, you know, many, many years ago. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, I absolutely love yeah. that. And really, again, something that I really have not seen across the board in the multifamily industry. Well, I mean, you know, we, we serve uh, people at our communities, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know 80,000 communities, yeah. or, or 80,000 units, I'm sorry, 80,000 yeah. units, uh, if not more. Yeah. You know, and, and so we have to, you know, and we work yeah. with uh, folks of all backgrounds. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, so, you know, so it makes sense. Yeah. It absolutely makes sense. And one thing yeah. that I learned uh, just actually from another interview yesterday is that um, the renter population is actually different than the general population. So, when it comes to the representation in rentership, it skews more towards like minorities' rent more than. Like Caucasian, so in the general U.S. population, you have a representation of everyone. In the rental population, they are more—not more—but the percentage of minorities that rent is higher than the percentage of uh, Caucasians that rent and everyone else. So 
it's like very interesting because uh, when you think about representation, you want to reflect the communities that you serve. So something new that I learned. Yeah, uh, I'm sure those are you know those are um, yeah. Um, there's some great studies, I'm sure, yeah. that, that are being conducted. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, we've always been committed to really delivering that extraordinary customer service yeah. experience. You know, and uh, hopefully that comes across. Yeah, in, in everything that we do. Yeah. yeah. So when you think about the future of the multifamily industry, like what are some of your predictions for what things are going to look like a year from now, five years from now, ten years from now? I know that's like a very generic question, yeah. and we've seen like a huge. Um, intake and just changes within the last few months. So for some of the things that we've spoken about, whether it's the brand standards, whether it's how you hire or train or onboard employees, what do you see happening over the next few years? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting because we just learned at this conference, for mm -hmm. example, there was a representative from student housing mm -hmm. and uh, she mentioned that uh, every student housing unit that or building that was being built mm -hmm. had foosballs and basketball nets mm -hmm. and uh, gaming tables and they have now realized that their customer doesn't want that yeah. they actually want uh, larger spaces mm -hmm. they want uh, you know more steady room areas mm -hmm. they want phone booth style steady yeah. you know kind of rooms where they can uh, hang out and do some of their work but they still want to be around other people mm -hmm. they want you know they want other things you know so I think that um, we all sort of probably are aware of the new trends or the new projected yeah. trends in terms of larger amenity spaces. Mm -hmm. uh, something maybe we have learned as a result of the pandemic. Yeah. There is also going to be probably uh, a need for more outside spaces mm -hmm. and then the amenities that would equip those outside spaces. Yeah. So maybe there are better acoustics, better music, mm -hmm. better lighting, you know, better furniture. Yeah. Who knows you know, what, what that might look like. Uh, so that's from a product standpoint. Yeah. You know? And products always evolving. It's yeah. always getting so much better. Um, and better, I know, is subjective. So, yeah. You know, but uh, and also from a service standpoint, you know, I think it's really, it's really um, personalizing the service to the needed at the individual customer. Because yeah. if we are uh, touching our residents in a, you know, in a sort of a, you know, something that really appeals to them, they're more likely to. Um, one is the right thing to do, and yeah. two, it's you know, they're more likely to not only extend their lease in if and when possible, yeah. but be a happy resident. Uh, and, and we all know the, you know, uh, the statistics of you know what happens if you have a resident. Yeah. You spend more money. You've got you know yeah. you provide better reviews yeah. and, and, and things along that line. And then from a very sort of a uh, you know a tunnel vision uh, standpoint, I think as I mentioned before, I think packages and maintenance and yeah. management of those packages is going to be key. Mm -hmm. uh, I think solving for that is going to be you know I, I think it's something that we all need to do because yeah. it's not going away. Uh, you yeah, know, it's just going to increase. Gonna get, and also yeah. from the standpoint, so not only from the standpoint of receiving them and then them and, and delivering them, but mm -hmm. also from the standpoint of you know the the the, um, the waste that it generates, yeah, you know, the cardboard boxes costs, yeah. and all those other things. You know, so and we're already seeing obviously a huge increase yeah. in some of the markets that is a little bit difficult maybe mm -hmm. than others. You know, something in New York City. You know, yeah. There's a lot more restrictions around how you know how that waste is disposed of yeah. things like that. So, yeah. so what are some predictions on like the, because the package issue is a challenge and I've heard that from like everyone yeah. and right now it doesn't seem like anyone has a good solution. Like what do you predict might happen because it is a really impactful 
part of the resident experience. Yeah, well, I, I don't know that I have the solution. I, in mm -hmm. fact, I don't have the solution, but what I have seen in my observation has been that there are uh, some options. You know, mm -hmm. So there's the option of it being handled directly on site. Mm -hmm. There is also an option of it being handled by a third party. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's the option of um, package rooms, if you will, mm -hmm. which are you know semi-automatic. There are package lockers. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think in reality, the the solution might be a little bit of all of those things. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I know that there are some folks that are working on sort of mm -hmm. architecting that and, and trying to see what that would look like. Yeah. But I think it'll be it'll be something like that. It really is one of the big challenges. And I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard for some companies they are in this philosophical debate to say, should we get out of the package business? <laughs> this is not how it lay. So it'd be really interesting. Well, I mean, to see you can happens. get out of your package business, and this is where you're going to see a little bit of my passion come yeah. through. Is that if you're getting out of package business, you're getting, out of, you're getting, a, yep. you're getting out of serving your customers. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So, uh, and if you want to, if you're happy farming that out, yeah. then, then I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. That would, so I, really that would not be my choice. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Good to know. Then, uh, so wait, this was awesome. So I am so so excited that it was my pleasure. You Thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. I hope you enjoyed the rest of the conference. I did. Have, like, I did. It was home. a great conference. Learned yeah. a lot. Got to uh, revisit with a lot of uh, yeah. old friends like yourself. Yeah. So happy for you and your yeah. success. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. So thanks for yeah. being on. I always finish with.